This is the Night Owls Disc Golf Podcast. I'm Shane. And I'm JP. And I've said that three times tonight. This is the third, yeah. <laughs> so, for those of you who are not sitting at this table right now, <laughs> we've been talking for about two hours straight now. So Just about, yeah. We're going to talk for another hour. And um, I really enjoy it. Or longer. Or longer. <laughs> yeah, this could be a long this episode. This could be longer. But we'll see. So, I'm going to start off right away. Bobby Cool Daddy Slick Breeze, on behalf of Clash, has given us three discs that we can give away. Clash discs. So, what we're going to do is the first three, or the, the three best random question ideas, we'll get one. You got to send it to us through email, throw at doordisc.com. Yeah, that sounds right. And I'm just looking at JP. We're kind of making this up on the fly here. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But the first three, or the, the best three random questions, and they have to be disc golf. No, they don't have to be disc golf related or anything. Just the best three random questions. They are random, yeah. yeah. That we have, those three will get one, one of the class discs. I'll send your name to Bobby, and Bobby will send it directly to you. Sound awesome. like a plan? Deal, ready, break. Okay. I hope we get three. <laughs> I, hope, I hope we get three, <laughs> I too. hope we get three, yeah. If not, we'll figure it out, because yep. we got some honorable mentions we can do oh, yeah, here. Sure. So. Yeah. Um, actually, it was pretty good, because when I asked for it the day the podcast dropped for bag reviews, we got two bad reviews immediately. So two more bag reviews. Yeah. And then I kind of put something out on social media, hoping that more would come our way, but I don't know if they will. Yeah, but we did get called out for not, we <laughs> not did. doing one. So we did. We'll give the honorable mention, and we will do it next episode. We already have one lined up for today. Yep. So next episode. Sorry, Cam. Yeah, we will view, we'll have one that we've had for a while, but JP muffed it. I'll blame it on I JP. I did, yeah. <laughs> I thought we already did it, because we talked about it one episode, and we're uh-huh. going to do it as a Monday episode. Mm-hmm. And then I think we had the Holland Handley interview, and we just kind of forgot about him on the episode. I think so. I think I that's, think what, that's what it was. Yeah. I think we were both sitting here with like droopy eyes going like, ah, yeah, I think I'm yeah, done. Kind of late. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So door underscore di- disc underscore golf. So door underscore disc Almost underscore had a golf. Terry Miller. <laughs> all <moment> there. <laughs> Those trees. Yep. <laughs> and then night underscore owl underscore pod. Owls underscore pod. Um, both Instagram, doordisc.com. Buy all your favorite discs there. We don't have Clash yet um but we will and outside of that we also have youtube channel doordisc.com we have 44 followers wow oh my goodness so it's coming i I don't know what to do for videos yet so Mm. because it's just me and i don't know if you want to see my greatness (laughs) just hog all this camera time oh and i've realized that i'm not really good at carrying around a camera pointing at myself like, I, I just, I don't know, framing and all that stuff. Oh. But these are all really awesome excuses. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Ben, if you're listening to this, I think I'm going to start taking Fridays off because I knew you have Fridays off. And maybe we can uh, do a, <laughs> that's We a can good meet idea. somewhere. Yeah. So, with that being said, um, YouTube. And then send us your bag reviews. Send us interview topics. Just send them in. Throw at doordisc.com. 
throw at doordisc.com. Um, you can send them to us and we'll get to them. We'll give you a shout out. Make sure you leave whatever socials you want just to throw up there. If we use it, we'll give you the shout out. Appreciate it very much. And uh, off season is coming, so we want to start stockpiling these things so mm-hmm. we can continue to give you two episodes a week. Hopefully. Hopefully. If not, for sure one. All right. For shizzle. How do you feel about wind? Let me clarify. Not breaking wind. Okay. Just wind. <laughs> I was say breaking wind just kind of comes naturally for some of us. It, it does. It does. Man, so today. Are we talking about farting or wind? Wind, wind. wind. Okay. Just okay. the wind, natural wind outside. Natural wind. Yes. Well, is it farting natural wind too, though? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. What Mother Nature makes. Uh, well. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Anyway, I was out throwing discs. Mm-hmm. And I have new discs that I just want to see the natural flight of them when the wind isn't affected at all. Uh-huh. Haven't been any any day that I've been out recently, it's always windy. Like Sister Bay, like at the sports complex, you can always guarantee there's going to be some kind of some wind sort of there. Wind. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it just sucks because can't see it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's pushing it one way. You like throw it on Anheuser, Heiser, and it's getting pushed. Yo, roller. Oh, you know, it's just dumping super hard. Mm-hmm. So that's always a bummer. I don't mind playing in it, but I just don't like it as much. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't know. All right. Have you ever farted when you thrown? Yes. <laughs> Have you? Like <laughs> accidentally or purposefully? Um, both. Okay. Yeah, like once, like <laughs> I didn't really feel it coming on, and then all of a sudden, like I released, and I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> it was it a good to, throw or a bad throw? It was a good throw, but it almost made me like grip lock. You know, like you're like all of a sudden, oh! Like, so like, is like extension sphincter connected to your finger muscles or something? I don't or? know what happened. Okay. And then there's another time where like I legit like was just trying to like hold it in. <laughs> And I was like, no, I can't do it. And I just had to let it go. Was there someone around you that you were trying to hold it in? or No, I was just afraid that it was going to affect me. <laughs> but like, you know, clench up those butt muscles and you uh-huh. might like get a little extra torque or something. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, don't know. I think you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was just curious. Uh, cause... Okay. Ass mask. <laughs> Gas man over there. Gas master. <laughs> gas master. Yeah. Yeah, it's gas man. Gas man, by the way. Yeah. If you're going to use it, get it right. <laughs> so that has nothing to do with my wind topic. I just was curious if you had. It has because, nothing to do with your wind topic. Okay. Yeah, but what about Jordan? Have I told the story of Jordan blowing out his butthole? <laughs> so I don't know. I'll get back to how you feel about wind. We got to tell the story, and I know Jordan's going to be super happy that I'm telling the story. Um, so he was on a tee pad, and we're rolling. You know, like there's farts going on by like four different people, and um, he's up on the tee pad. And you know how when someone farts, especially if they have their butt facing you, you kind of look at their butt. Okay. You know, like, where's that noise coming from? You know, it's like the reaction. You yeah. just kind of look at their butt. Okay. And it was funny because he farted, and I go, oh, my goodness, I saw your pants move. <laughs> and he he goes, yeah, it was a good one. So he throws, and about halfway down the fairway on this hole, it was the FU tree hole. Oh, okay. About halfway down the fairway, he goes, I think I did something to my butt. <laughs> I go, wait, you blow out your butt? And he's like trying to be quiet about it. And of course, there's no, like, I'm like, 
what? You blew your butt? <laughs> like, what happened to your butt? And I'm like telling everybody, and he's like, yeah, I think something. So for like the next three or four days, he had some real issues, like with his butt. Like, and I don't know officially if he ever went to the doctor or anything with it, but like, I think he strained a butt muscle because <laughs> okay. he was like really pushing hard. Now, this is a serious topic for, what, what? for a moment. Huh? Farting? No, no, sphincter. Oh, sphincter. Because, <laughs> like, hey, there's. <laughs> This no, is like, taking a very interesting know, turn, by the way. Like, because <laughs> like, like there's a condition where like you're born with like protruding skin coming out of it, and like, is that what they call hemorrhoids? I don't know, maybe, but like, there's, I've just known that there's a condition where like really? your lining is like coming out or something. Can they fix that, or is that just forever? Like, I think it's probably fixable. Okay. Yeah, just kind of tuck it back. <laughs> I don't know. I just like, don't touch the red button. Yeah. <laughs> but here you would. DEFCON 5. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> let's have this conversation about wind. Um, so talking about wind, now that we know how you feel about it, you don't like it. It's hard to see. So <laughs> Yeah. You said that. You said you can't see it. I didn't say that. Yeah, you did. What? All right here. Right here is where you're going to cut and add yourself saying, he can't see it. <laughs> I, I don't think I said that. Of course you can't see it. Unless there's leaves, like you can see the leaves. Right. But, like it's not visual. Right. Well, that's what, they, that's what you said. Okay. And that's what I said. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm really confused. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> with all of that. Can we just talk about disc golf? Yeah, we're, we're talking about wind. It's going to okay. be related right. to disc golf. All right, all right. So. There's this conversation about canceling rounds if it's too windy. Oh, I've heard somebody bring that up before. How do you feel about that? No. No? Unless it's a tornado. Well, yeah, yeah. I think that's imminent danger for everybody involved. Okay. Right? So if, like, Wicked Witch comes by, then... Absolutely. Okay. But it's one of those natural elements that you gotta... It's not affecting... I mean, obviously, it affects the flight of your disc... Mm-hmm. And, you know, depending on your tea times, you know, sometimes it's when you're in the afternoon, when you're in the morning, whatever, like mm-hmm. you just play through it. Like eventually those things will probably come in average out. Mm-hmm. But I think unless there's anything that seriously is putting you in danger, wind is like one of those factors. It's like getting hit in the face with raindrops. Yeah. You yeah. know, rain's not causing you any physical harm unless it's like acid rain or something you know unless you're drowning or yeah that'd be bad yeah drowning would be bad too yeah right yeah it's like Loch Ness Oakley Mm -hmm. almost yeah so I I think I'm on the same page with you I think it's just kind of silly yeah I mean yes there's probably a limit like if we're into like tropical storm warning yeah winds yeah okay let's go ahead and cancel because I think there's other reason that needs to be canceled Mm -hmm. but just high gusts um yeah, it sucks to play. People don't want to watch people play in it. It's not good viewing. You know, no. we talk about the mechanics and the business of disc golf. And, you know, as far as sound goes, sound quality sucks. And, yeah. You know, so yeah. there's a lot of that stuff that play into it. But does that mean it shouldn't be played? No. You know, I think it's just one of those elements that you're going to have to deal with. It's not a, you're not playing in a dome. You're playing outside yep. in a park. Yeah. And I think it's always funny how the excuses come from, well, the PGA will cancel because of inclement weather. But I always think that's very convenient how disc golfers only want to be associated with the PGA when it's convenient for their argument. Mm. But when it's not convenient for their argument, 
then it's we shouldn't compare ourselves to golf. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Come on. I can see that. Yeah. So when I look when I look at it, that's with the wind. It's just a factor that we've always had to play with. Yeah. And if it happens during a tournament around, too bad, so sad. Everybody yeah. has to play it. There is an argument for if wind picks up or wind starts halfway through, like portion of the field has to play, a portion of it doesn't. Yeah. You know, there's some of those conversations that I think can be had, but really all that does is affect ratings, right? Mm. I mean, it affects your score, of course. Right. Yeah. Because officially that affects your ratings, but like that just is unfortunate, right? Yeah, it is. You know, it's just like playing a ball game at Miller Park when that sun comes <laughs> comes through those windows on the other side. Mm-hmm. Like it sucks for those batters that are going, you know, during that time of the round. Or they haven't completely closed the roof, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. So, anyways, wind, part of the game. Yeah. My humble opinion. I think so, too. All right. So, what'd you buy? Throw a hanger flipper. I bought a Greg Barsby Color Glow Eagle. Beautiful. Yep. And then I bought a Factory Second, uh, just regular Champ Eagle. Okay. Yep. I just wanted to try them out. And Very nice. They were... I was impressed with them today when I was out throwing them. They feel the Greg Barsby one's pretty flat. The other one is a little more domey. Mm-hmm. But I know there's supposed to be a Neg One th- Seven Four Neg One Three or something like that. But they feel very FD Two ish to me, or pretty similar. A little more overstable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is surprising. Like I didn't get a lot of tur- I didn't get much turn out of them. That Eagles were eights or nines. I don't think so. They're sevens? Maybe, maybe they are eights. I don't know. I thought okay. they were sevens, though. All right. But, yeah, just the profile of it, I was like, oh, this is pretty similar to, like, a three-tooled FD, original FD2. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'll be interested. I should have brought, brought it out with me, but I just had, like, gotten them in the mail. So, I was like, go to the field. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah. Just to try it out. So, yeah, but I like them. I, I, they could easily make the bag. Yeah. I, I see... Calvin Heinberg throw eagles, mm-hmm. and I'm so impressed. Yeah, and it makes me want to throw an eagle, and then I throw an eagle, <laughs> and it acts like a completely different disc for me. Like I can't, I can't get that straight carry, slight turnover. Mm-hmm. Like it's not in my realm of the game for an eagle. You know, like the way he throws an eagle is the way that I throw an old beat up original FD. Yeah, like I, that does not exist in. In my bag or with my arm, mm-hmm. like throwing eagles. It's just they're in, in my opinion, they're they're overstable. Yeah, and I think the description of it even says it's like stable to overstable, even mm-hmm. with that like neg one turn. Yeah, which is kind of surprising to me. But yeah, and when I see a seven neg one, I'm like, that's my wheelhouse. That's yeah. my jam. Like, and those eagles are not that way. No, yeah, but, it was it was overstable. Yeah, just yeah. stable to overstable. Yeah, because I think the Hawkeyes a seven five neg one, and the Hawkeye yeah. and the Eagle are not the same. Disc. No, even the okay. So the I was looking at Nova the other day. So the Hawkeye is a seven five minus one one. Mm-hmm. The Leopard three mm-hmm. seven five minus one. Leopard's a seven, well, not a six. No, Leopard three. Oh, Leopard three. Okay. Yeah. Um, the new it is a seven six minus two one, and then I think a TL is even a seven five minus one one. Right. And I was like, there's just too many discs. 
yeah. like within that realm for them. But it's really funny too. I was the artwork for the it is actually a leopard with wings on it. Yeah, which is it's, it's kind <laughs> so of funny. What they probably did is combine the tops of the leopard exactly yeah. and the bottom of the something. Well, however it is, the FD is what it is. Yeah, because. Um, I'm still like I'm now the new Hawkeyes. Like I flipped them over the ones that are in the shop. Uh-huh. They don't have the tooling scratches like the original oh, right. F- Hawkeye that I have. So I, I still haven't shown you that, have I, I? No, but you know what? I'm curious what the difference between the Hawkeye and like a Dark Rebel is. If there's any difference whatsoever, nothing. Or, you flip them over, they're the exact same. Yeah. Like when I hold That's them together, so they're exactly the same. I just don't understand. Like maybe they just want to go on that animal naming system that they're like, yeah, yeah. let's just call it this. I think it, it was a spite move. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely. a spite move for sure because they're still it doing it. There's yeah. still PDs come out, you know, like yep. they're doing it. So, um, all right. Uh, I did not buy anything this week. So I bought a new. Shocker. <laughs> I bought a new stool for the shop. A stool? I did, yeah. Because it's like missing bolts. And or missing nuts for some of the bolts, and then yeah. the padding is completely destroyed. And I was just like, "Man, this isn't cool." Like, you got to sit in here for like eight, nine hours. <laughs> I was like, "I better give these guys, or you know, give Cam and myself at this moment um, something better to sit on." So I ordered a new stool. So those chairs in the back aren't comfy enough. Yeah, it doesn't look no. great when you're like lounging in the back when customers come in. So true, true. <laughs> so I figured let's give you a nice something to sit on in the front. Um, and I bought the cool big wheels so you can like scoot around the shop. <laughs> <laughs> so not a big wheel. No. Big, <laughs> although that would have been a cooler choice. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. right. So all right, the preview. We're gonna go over GMC recap. Um MPV. MVP, MPV, MPV. That was a minivan, isn't it? From Mazda. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. There you go. So MVP um, preview, um, and then we're going to talk playoffs and playoffs. listener bags <laughs> analysis. Yeah, playoffs, play-ins, whatever they call yeah. them. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have a random question, and then I'll give you some shop updates. So here we go. Let's get into it. So GMC recap. Um, we'll go over our picks real quick and see how we did. So MPO, I will go through my picks. So I picked. Macbeth, Wysocki, Hamas. And then, JP, you picked Dickerson, Macbeth, Lazat. Um, I think uh, Horse of Peace, Macbeth finished in fourth, Wysocki first. And then Dickerson, I believe, was tied for second, or was he third? Second. Okay, tied for second with Heim. No, with Orem. No. With uh, Matteo, if I remember rightly. Matteo was there, yeah. Yep. Um, and, and then, then Hamas was nowhere to be found. Yeah. <laughs> So, and Lazat was really nowhere to be found. Yeah. So, not really. Yeah. So, our our picks were kind of equally disastrous. Um, And then FPO, I picked Tatar, Manhano, Ganon. Manhano and Ganon were not up there, but Tatar won. And then you picked Tatar, Ganon, and Hansen. And neither of them were up there either. So, wait, who? Tatar. Oh, yeah. Ganon and Hansen. Yeah. Yeah. So that was our choices. Not bad choices, but not great. We could have done better if we were keeping points. I oh, Matteo, Isaac Robinson, mm-hmm. Chris Dickerson all tied for a second. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. So there you go. But I'm happy to see Matteo up there. I mean, Matteo has been just playing so well. Yeah, got fourth. Oh, okay. Gallery so she wasn't too got fifth. Ah, where's Hansen? Ella Hansen, ninth. Okay. Tied with Holly Finley and KT Tati. Okay. So 
my picks were just a little bit better in FPO, but yeah. we really kind of split it on yeah. MPO. So, um, yeah. So let's talk about Umbrella Gate mm, and Ricky Wysocki. Yes. Umbrella Gate. Umbrella Gate. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, it was hole 16. Is that right? 14. So 14? Okay, 14. 14. So 14, he throws out like a giant or an enforcer or something overstable, mm-hmm. uh, swings it out wide right, and hits, skips, and it looks like it takes kind of a counter skip, but hits an umbrella that was leaning on an OB stake, yep. but in bounds. In bounds, so yeah. So the umbrella was in bounds. Hits the umbrella, bounces back in bounds. Karma, <laughs> Ricky putts. Hits cage, stands up, rolls, rolls within a couple feet of where the umbrella was. Yeah. <laughs> that he should have went yeah. out of bounds in the first time. So he has to take his OB stroke. Right. And he decides to putt from his, his original spot. Yeah, the original spot. That's so right. he just took the he took that, but he ended up with the double bogey. Right. Yep. Yep. So he ended up with double bogey. I think Chris then, made a pretty long putt on that hole, as I recall. Uh, yep. Chris made a long putt, and then he was donated some strokes on 17. Chris decides to lay up. Yep. To force the tie into 18. Into 18. And then loses. Yeah, throws OB right off the tee. Yeah. So killer instinct, I don't think was there for Chris. I think he had a chance to win it. I think Ricky was, yeah, like you said, Ricky was just giving strokes away at that point. Right. Yeah. And, you know, Ricky won Mm -hmm. playing, I'll give the air quotes because everybody can see him. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't think he did. You know, how many OB strokes did he have? He played well up until the final round. What? The final round. He had, yeah, he hadn't missed a putt. And he had had one OB stroke going into the final round. Oh, is that what it was? Because it was a double bogey on... Pretty sure that's what it was. four at Fox Run. Where okay. he hit the early tree, kicked OB over the wall. Yeah. And then um, threw, hit the tree, dropped. <clears throat> and then he nailed that really mm-hmm. long putt, but it was for a double bogey. I think that's what it was. Yeah. So that was his only OB that stroke. That was his only OB yeah. stroke, I think. In the last round, he just, like, fell apart as far as OB strokes went. You yeah. Know? I mean, he was giving them up left and right, but he still won. Mm-hmm. Like, so either everybody else just wasn't playing to it or he was playing that well that he could give up that many strokes. Yeah, it was crazy because, like, he was up by quite a bit and also I was like, okay, here's a stroke. Yeah. Here's a stroke. And then Dickerson just kind of was like, birdie, birdie, I think, par. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It was just really strange the way he was playing. Yeah. And, and then he every, just, you know. Everybody was within what, I mean, Paul Macbeth at fifth, he was only three strokes back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was a pretty tight bunch up at top there. It was. Yeah. Oh, it was a it was a good good one to watch. I was able to watch a good bit of it and I I was like, man, cuz I was cuz Macbeth was in it until the third round and then mm-hmm. that's when he kind of felt he didn't fall apart. He fell three strokes behind or four strokes behind if I remember rightly, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. And and then he let a couple people got bumped off the final card or the lead card for the final day. And then, you know, and he didn't play very well. It was raining. It was gross. Yeah, the I mean, rain was un- ridiculous that final round. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. They were just, like, getting up to the tee pad as fast as they could. Um, the camera crews for DG, for Disc Golf Network, couldn't even keep up. Like, at one point, like, Ricky was, like, off a hole, grabbed his disc, and just got to the next hole and, like, almost <laughs> threw it. Someone, like, they yeah. just, yeah, just trying to. And then, you know, kind of. 
midway through the round kind of lightened up and things conditions that got better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just crazy. The so going back to the umbrella, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like if the umbrella wasn't there, the path that the disc was going on, I think might have just hit the stake anyway. And either possibly. and possibly who knows to say if it would have stayed in bounds or kicked out yeah. at that point. But I I just feel like it might have hit it. Right. And even like when Ricky was coming up, you didn't get the he didn't have the sense of like if he was in or out. And mm-hmm. I think someone had told him and he just kind of had like this face like, huh, okay. Like that there's yeah. this thing there. Yeah. Roscoe was already like put it there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Well, and that's it. There's a big controversy whether it was a tournament official. Or oh, I didn't hear that part. A tournament volunteer. Okay. Or a spectator. Mm. And because I had heard that that maybe wasn't an area that spectators should have been in. Like it was kind of like I don't. Not that they shouldn't have been in. It was marked OB, mm-hmm. so like they obviously could have been behind it. But it just wasn't like a regular area where you would normally go as a spectator. Right, right. Yeah. So if it was a tournament official or somebody that's spotting or whatever, Mm -hmm. whoever it was, like, bad choice. If you're going to lean your umbrella on an OB stake, at least put the umbrella OB, not not into the course. Well, at least the Um, guy wasn't like... Hey, I'm just gonna stick this out right as the disc is going. Like, oh, I just gotta set it down right now. Exactly. You know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You don't see him like diving in front of yeah. it. Like, no. But <laughs> yeah. So oh, that's, I didn't. I didn't hear that part with the turning yeah. to the show. That's yeah. So we'll see the uh, we'll see the drama to come. I mean, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of conversation about it. If the tournament was closer, um, but I, I, I mean, it was still pretty darn close. But right. I don't think, I think it. Swayed the tournament at all? No, no, it didn't. I mean, let's say he took one more stroke. I think what happened with Waisaki hitting a cage, rolling OB, kind of nullified it. Yes. Because who's to say that that would have happened if he would have went out of bounds, blah, blah, blah. So, and I think it kind of nullified it a little bit, but I think there are still people out there that are just like, well, Dickerson should have won because of the umbrella, blah, blah. You're just like, come on. I still think. Dickerson should have won by hitting a putt on 17 that he <laughs> yeah. laid up, you know. I, and I still think he just made a bad decision on his throw on 18. Mm-hmm. He just went out too wide. Mm-hmm. I think if he just played it a little, because like even if you went out left, there's OB along that road area on 18, that would have been ideal. He would have been closer rather than going out like just off the tee pad. Right. Like, 40, 50, 60 feet down the fairway. Yeah. And then Ricky just showed, you know, he had that emotion in him. Like, mm-hmm. So he knew after that that it was pretty much his because yeah. Orm and Isaac Robinson both couldn't get there because they were both pretty far behind. Yeah, yeah. So, well, and, and he's getting guff for showing that emotion and everything yeah. in Wysocki, which makes zero sense. Lighten up, people. Like, mm. he's showing the fact that that was a huge relief. Like, it's not celebrating the bad throw. It's celebrating the win. Yeah. It's celebrating his accomplishment, you know. Mm. It's not celebrating Dickerson's OB stroke. I mean, in a sense it is, but right. even still, like, who cares? Like, why are people so touchy I don't know. <laughs> over that stuff, you know? Um, so on the FPO side, there's really not much to talk to talk about other than that Kristen Tatar is absolutely dominating the women's <laughs> field. Like, always. Yeah. It just... 
if she is even remotely close to on her game, it was six strokes. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody was there. Everybody was yeah. yeah. Every I mean, of nope. note FPO player was there. Beside Haley King. Yeah. So I mean yeah. just in Haley King, I don't know if I would say that she stands up at the elite in the FPO. No, I, I mean she's borderline. It, like between Kristen and Hannah, it was a little close. Mm-hmm. Like just a little, but then they just turned it on. She just turned it on. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like she's like, ah, I'm tired. Like, yeah, <laughs> I want to go home. My shoulder still hurts, or elbow, or whatever. You know. Yeah, yeah. So odds-on favorite, in my humble opinion, to take USDGC. You know, and I think MVP or this weekend pink. as well, or throw pink. Excuse me, I had USWGC. Yeah. yeah. Um, and throw pink this weekend or uh, coming up, and then MVP. I mean, she's going to be my choice. Yeah. For because I just how can you not right yeah I right now this feels like page of three years ago you know of 2019 mm-hmm. like we're 21 no 19 was she when she kind of dominated right yeah yeah it's <clears throat> weird because Paige had to hit a birdie at the end to hit to come into cash yep or she would have missed out yep and then uh, thousand rated thousand six yeah. for the tournament six, yeah. And she's nine seventy eight or something. I think like she's that. up to nine eighty seven or nine eighty seven. Pretty sure that's what I just saw. Uh, first person to first FPO to hit a thousand rated. I know. I was gonna. That's the question I was gonna ask. I mean, Paige at the time when she, we she, when they were they released a disc for her highest ever women's rating. I mm-hmm. think it was nine ninety six. Yep. And they're like, okay, how long is it gonna be until she hits a thousand? You know, like what's gonna happen? I mean. Kristen still weighs off. I mean, she's 13 yeah. points. It's going to take a while to get 13 points. But the beauty of Kristen, she doesn't have as many tournaments to, you know, hold her rating back. True, so true. I think the idea that her worst tournaments are going to be dropping off. Right. Because she's played stellar. She's played, yeah. it was like, she's just shy of 990 in her most recent ones. It's like, it could happen this year still. Depending on how she plays I forgot the next how tournaments. Many, I forgot how many tournaments this year she's averaged a thousand rated. I think it's like four or five. Yeah. For yeah. And that's huge. That is. Because if some nine seventy rated are coming off the back end, mm-hmm. that's incredible. Like that's gonna be huge jumps for her. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I'm I, I should have looked that up, but I will let Statmando do it. <laughs> but it's crazy too, because right after Paige hit her nine ninety six, she felt pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And then she's come back up and she's kind of see, you know, bounced back and forth recently. Right. I think she's up to nine She's the second highest rated now. She's yeah. I think seventy one or seventy two. Something like that. Something, yeah. So but yeah, I mean to say that she's not the favorite for every category <laughs> right now is just it's just seems absurd to me. But it does, right. It is what it is, you know. I guess smarter people than us yeah. <laughs> make those choices. So, yeah. all right, MVP. So preview. So MVP. If you don't know MVP, just go look it up. I mean, Maple Hill. Maple Hill is rated the best course in the world at the present moment. I think so. Yeah, it's um, up there. And I don't think it's hype. I think it's truly probably one of the best courses in the world. They, man. So I saw. I was on social media. I think Monday. There's a lot of people went started practicing Maple Hill. Mm-hmm. The fog. Yeah. The weather crazy. was unbelievable. 
Yeah. I saw a picture, saw a video of Stacy Ronsley throwing <laughs> on hole one, and she's like, "Well, lost that disc." Yeah. You know, it was like just a thicker than pea soup. Yeah, it, it was, was crazy. Yeah, I saw uh, a couple people post like, "Any meteorologists out there?" And specifically Brody Smith and anybody you know when it's going to clear up at this time. I'm like. <laughs> Dude, go to AccuWeather, like WeatherBug, <laughs> WeatherApp, yeah. whatever. Like, just <laughs> seriously, you got to bring that to Twitter. Oh um, God! Let me talk about a person that lives on social media. So, um, yeah, no, I'm excited, and you know, Simon's out there. Simon always does well here. Yeah. You know, um, there's a lot of people that traditionally show up at MVP. Paul Macbeth is traditionally not one that does. That's that true. So I'm interested to see where. Paul Macbeth is going to land in this. Um, he did well last year. Remember, there was a whole OB issue on 16? Yes. Or not 66, 8. Whatever hole that is you throw over the water. <laughs> There's quite a few of them. I can't remember what it was. Eight holes? It wasn't 8. I think it was 6, the first water carry hole. Is it the one where it's cross and then it kind of goes up land a little bit? No, no. It's no. just basically it's like right there. Okay. I mean, it's maybe 340 or something like okay. that, just I, straight ahead. I can, I can picture it. Yeah. Yeah. Slope. Usually they had in the past the drop zone was to put back towards the water. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That one. And okay. then this one, if you didn't ever touch land, you went to a peninsula and then Got it. Macbeth threw like the big turnover and ended up way over to the left where there was no lines painted. Yeah. And someone called him OB, so he played the provisional and then played out and he That's was just right. like I remember that now. Yeah. So um but yeah, so let's go with our picks. I'll let you go first. Um we'll start with FPO to this time. How about that? FPO. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gonna pick Kristen Tatar first. Tater Tot. Okay. <laughs> Let's go with, gosh, who's a good player? Um, I'm just going to say Missy second, and I'm going to pick Owen third. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, that's funny because I have, um, I was writing it down as you were saying. I, know, I so, just saw you right Tatar so. um, for one, two is Own, and three is Gannon. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, I think there's quite a few FPO players that can show up mm-hmm. um, as opposed to Gannon. But, you know, Merch was playing pretty well. Yeah, she's you playing know, pretty decent. She's playing, starting to play pretty well. So, um, but Gannon, I think, is who's I'm going to stick with. All right. So, MPO, go for it. Oh, I get to go first. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, this one's tough. I don't. Okay, I'm going to say. I'm going to say Calvin first. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to give it to... Do I want to pick Adam Hamas? He's last year's champion. I'm going to say Adam Hamas. Okay. I think Hamas for a I second? Think, yeah. He played decent at Green Mountain, so I think he'll mm-hmm. play decent here as well. And then third, I'm going to pick Chris Dickerson. So we are enough apart. So I pick Heimberg for one. I just feel like it's going to come through. Mm-hmm. Macbeth as second, and then Matteo. Oh, Matteo, yeah. Third. Nice. So like Matteo's how, been on quite a streak here. Yeah. So I, I like how he's putting the towel down on the tee pads. Yes. It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's smart, man. Like, it is. Super I remember smart. practice round last year. I forgot um, where they were at, but he put down the sock. Yes. <laughs> That's right. 
I was like, yeah, that's. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah, so like between Macbeth and Heimberg, I think either one of them will take it. Heimberg, if if his eagle is working and his like woods game is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think Lazat can be an honorable mention. I think a lot of those folks yeah. can be, but I think Matteo, Macbeth, and Heimberg, man, like Macbeth, I think he could definitely take this. And if he does, that solidifies him in my mind as player of the year, mm-hmm. um, unless Ricky wins. But I don't think Ricky's going to show up. I don't really feel like he is either. I don't know if I've ever seen him up on top. I mean, I've seen him on top, but I don't know if, I don't think he's, I don't know. I don't know yeah. if he has. I can't speak right now about, because I didn't even look, but I just, out of gut feeling how everything's going, I just don't see Ricky, you know, yeah. showing up this week. So that's just me. So mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't be disappointed if it happened. So I'm right, not, yeah. not going to be mad. So, all right. Uh, so what did you think of the playoff? It's <laughs> an interesting <laughs> word to use for it. Right. Yeah, it really is. Um, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know by coverage or anything surrounding this event that it was even a playoff whatsoever. Exactly. Um, what I would call it instead of a playoff is qualification or like a plan, plan to get into the tour championship. Um, and to be fair, I think they actually call it a play-in officially, but okay. I think it's been dubbed a playoff. So I, I think I, it's collo- colloquial. Yeah. <laughs> it's being used as playoff. Yeah. I, th- I just think that's the wrong terminology to use for it because like anytime I think of a playoff, I just think of more of a match play, like head-to-head mm-hmm. matchup style. Um, and any, really any tournament, I guess – you could say is a playoff as far as getting to like whatever seed or finishing right. you know, against people. Like that's what a tournament is. It's like, you're just playing to play off to see where you finish. Yeah. But yeah, labeling it, there was no stories as far as like the people that you saw on coverage were already pretty much locked in like mm-hmm. Ricky Dickerson, like the top people that they were following. You're like, okay, these people we know are in like at least, that that group. Right. There's no story of like Brody Smith, you know, teeing off here and he needs to finish this high to get this mm-hmm. many points to be able to lock in. Or if oh, this person doesn't finish this high, they can fall out. There was nothing surrounding nothing. that. Yeah. And or I like agree. no cutaways or anything to like people that mattered, like that it was like spots would shift drastically or anything like that. Right. It, it, like who built the drama? Nobody. Nobody. Who brought this up? Like, this is the last chance for these players. Mm-hmm. Nobody. I mean, and it doesn't surprise me from the broadcast crew that continually says, this is over, you know, when it's not even close to over. Mm-hmm. This tournament's over for so-and-so. Or that's the shot of the game. You know, like, come on. Like, stop with the drama where there need not doesn't need to be drama. Mm-hmm. And why not bring drama in where there's actual drama? Yeah. Like, and the, the playoff could potentially be that avenue, or yeah. the play in could potentially be that avenue. But I agree with you. There was no publicity to it, there was no recognition of it. And in the live broadcast, like, why are we not cutting to, hey, so this person needs to finish at seven under, and yep. they're currently at four under with three holes to go. Let's see what they're, you know, and there's birdie holes. Like, let's figure it out. Let's figure out how to bring attention to yeah. the storyline. 
because I think there was some drama there. Like Brody Smith just barely made the cut to go into the final day. And then where did he finish up? I don't know because no one ever mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, you know? right. Exactly. I mean, I, I do because I went and looked, but like he's playing for one of those extra spots. Yeah. Why is that co- not being said? It would have been cool if – so what happens during soccer sometimes is when they'll have a live match, like table or results. Like, okay, your team is – like at halftime they'll show, okay, if like team is up one nothing or something, mm-hmm. they'll be like, okay, in the table, which is like standings – um, you like they're moving up this because they earn three points, or if it's tied, they both get a point. So it's like you know they'll just like keep an sure. even sign. They need to have a tracker on the side, yeah. some or something to show that okay, these players are like moving up and down, and mm-hmm. then you get a little sense of like oh, this is a big deal in this right. You know, there's nothing. Yeah. Well, and, and for, or even bring it up in between holes, something exactly. And for newcomers to the sport, and which is the majority of our sport right now to bring that type of attention to these things. And especially if you're going to implement this thing, (laughs) whatever it is, you're going to implement this and then not bring attention to it and not dramatize it and not use the marketing engine that you have. Yeah. Why? Like it shouldn't even be there at this point then Mm -hmm. just give the spot to the top 32 players. Exactly. Why do you have these playoffs and these play-ins and all these different things? Mm -hmm. Like if you're not going to use them to market the sport and market your tour. I think it, yeah, I think it just needs to be structured differently in the playoff. Mm -hmm. Because even, so once the, once you get to the tour championship, you have the top 32 and then it's like, okay, you have this tier, like next people, you know, you make it every, to a different round. That's Mm -hmm. when the real playoff starts. It's like, you're really competing to make it to that next round. Exactly. But I think it'd be fun. God, I have a cold going or something. (laughs) Is say, because like the other thing is they're talking about maybe giving the top people, top four or however many, like strokes. And mm-hmm. like, okay, you start at like eight under or something like that. I think it would just be fun to have a have pots like they do like ping pong system almost. You have your top four and then you, you go by tiers. Uh-huh. You create groups, like group stages. Top two people make it out of the, your card or whatever. And then right. you go into like almost like a... And then you go into like a match play event almost and like sure. pair down like that, like a playoff system like that. Yeah. And then you get to the top four and then that's your final round card. Well, and that's that's very similar to how USDGC does it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like there could definitely be some improvements there. Um, and I think just bringing up the playoff, like no one really knew about it. I mean, yeah. and now they have this, you can only make it like MVP. Why would they... These last two events, why are they limiting the fields? Like, yeah, I don't know. Why don't you give the buy-in to the top, however many you want to make it, and then fill the rest of the field? Yeah. Like, why not? Right. It's not hurting anything. Just make the cut sooner. You know, it just it, it seems strange to me, but I, I understand the exclusivity, the the idea that you have to play for something throughout the season. So these are some of those steps that you need to make to make these changes in the tour. I feel like you're playing for that anyway, right? You're playing for points anyway. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to add a level of drama to it though. They are. Which I respect that. But but it just isn't. It's lost. It's lost. It's lost. So I get it, but it is, it is what it is. 
you know, um, I think they could do a lot better job. And for most of the people in here that are listening right now, probably had no clue it was a playoff, that there was any stakes outside of who won. Right. Like to any other person, it's just a tournament that you're trying to win the tournament and exactly. the money. Yeah. There's no change in it. No. There's no change in it other than maybe hearing it through a podcast or one of the media outlets. Like that's the only place you hear. But as far as what it means, who knows? Or, yeah, I don't know. Even, or if it was a, there's, yeah, there just had to be something different broadcast wise for there to be anything yeah. to, to know. Yeah. It's, or if they, a so say you could play like, this is weird, but say you're one of those like top people in, like mm -hmm. top four already. You're locked in. Don't give them points. Right. Al locate their points to other people. Like move them down. So it's like okay. So like Matteo, he's not locked into the top four. He would get like first place points and then like move it down that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That way they're earning more points to see if they can like jump or do. I don't know. I don't yeah, know if that's that fair. Make bigger moves happen or whatever. Yeah, maybe. something. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I don't know if that's yeah. a good idea. Well, and especially if you're in a playoff, so they've they've locked twenty positions, right? Because yeah. they're playing for what six more positions or something, something like, like that. that, or so it's twenty twenty six, twenty eight positions, something like that. So they're guaranteed in already. Yeah. Why not? If those 28 people finish 1 through 28, the 29th person should get first place points because it's not going to jump them in the score. It's just going to say out of all these people that are finishing that don't have a position, they get that 30 or the 29th spot than the 30. Yeah. Home. That's Something. the type of thing. Yeah. yeah. And that makes sense. But who knows? You know, they make changes. They're pretty good about it. So, but next year, maybe hopefully they do something a little better. Yeah. I think... Either, yeah, I think, because I think I even heard Terry Miller. He's like, I didn't have hardly any information on this playoff. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. give me something. Right, right. And how, yeah, because how, he could he could bring drama to it, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that it's it was sad. I think it could have been done better, but so, all right. Anything yeah. else? No. All right. I, yeah, just call it something different or Fix adjust. <laughs> yeah, just call it qualification. Exactly. Plan. Yeah, yeah. So, do you want me to go over this while you go grab tissue, and or do you good? I'm okay. Okay, I'll, I'll just good. use my sleeve. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, we have a listener bag analysis. So here we go. It is Kevin. He brought it to us. I don't have any socials for him. Sorry, Kevin. Um, sorry, <laughs> Kevin. We will. Um, yeah, Cam. We'll get to you next week. I promise. I promise. I promise. <laughs> I promise so too. I I, I blame it on JP. <laughs> What well, was his name? Like Kel Carolina Cheetah or something like that? Cheesy Carolina DG. There you go. <laughs> so we've said his name on he's the from, podcast. He's before. from Milwaukee. Oh, okay. Not from but, Carolina. But I think he was down there for a little while. Okay. He invited us to come down to Milwaukee and play with him if we're ever down there. Oh, we're, I'm actually down there quite often. Yeah. Often enough, anyways. Yeah. All right. Here we go. So first he says, really enjoy the podcast. Of course. I mean, no, we appreciate that. And uh, it says currently playing in the MA40 division. So he is mm -hmm. experienced as we are um, as I mean, far as age he goes. He could be, yeah, right. yeah. As far as age goes. <laughs> he says his biggest issue is consistency, um, shifting plastic, consistency, consistently shifting plastic. But this past season, I've settled quite a bit in my game and have gotten better 
as a result. So currently his setup is, and we'll go from there, but um, one thing I want to call out is that he's Team Trilogy, mm -hmm. and we'll leave it there for now. For now. So here we go. Um, he rocks an R3 Ridge Roller and an Octo Hall as far as the bag that sits on top of the Ridge Roller. Okay, so I'll start with drivers, and then we'll alternate. So C-Line DD3, and this is all new. Mm -hmm. So C-Line DD3, S-Line Cloudbreaker, an Active Line Astronaut, and a C-Line PD. Two, one light one, one heavy one. And he said, as an amendment, he sent me an email just recently, and it came up on my phone, that he is going to bump one of the PDs out for the new S-Line, the, was that, Arctic? The, uh, yeah, Nordic Phenom. Nordic Phenom, there you yep. go. So he's going to bump one of them, he just wants to break it in first. Oh, okay. Um, and then he also will potentially add, or take one of the MD3s, either the Iron Samurai or the regular MD3, or even add the MD1 to it. Once he gets a little oh, more mind bender, the mind bender. Uh, yeah. Okay. So there you go. That's his drivers. All right. Fairways. He's got the Neo Essence. He's got a Metazan, which is the signature essence. A C Line FD3 Metal Flake. Those are brand new. C Line FD2. One is more understable. A Neo Splice. A Neo Instinct. And a Forge Instinct. All right. Um, Metal Flake FD3, they have them in the Italian blend? Um, they were a European open um, okay. fundraiser disc. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, mids, he has a C-Line MD3 and a C-Line Iron Samurai, which is a signature series MD3. Yep. And then Approach, he's got the Neo Tactic, Razor Claw 2, Razor Claw 3. That's it for Approach. There you go. All right, and then a putter. He has a grave rot chainsaw. He has two of them, and then the vulcanized rubber. What is that? I, that's what I'm curious about. Yep. It sounds awesome, and I think I might have to look it up as we're talking. Um, and he says, other notes. He says, he used to have a mutant in the bag, but found that for most shots, I could use my slicer razor claw. So did not see the point in overlap. Awesome. Although this bag is 90% disc mana, I have thrown other companies and have zero issue with them. Aside from Innova, just not a fan of their plastic or fill. This includes the old disc mania. So okay. that's why all the stuff is new disc mania. Yep. Um, so Kevin, he leaves it. Kevin McGrath, Team Trilogy. So 56612 is his PDGA yeah. number. So he's an old school player. Yeah. So 5665, that's probably what now maybe 2008, 2009-ish, oh. somewhere around in that area. Um, and he's a right-hand, forehand dominant player. So why all the Disc Mania but your Team Trilogy? I thought Team Trilogy required you to kind of bag That's what I thought. All Trilogy. Right. Like you have to make a video to get into Team Trilogy and explain how you throw Trilogy. Yeah. Plastic. We won't tell anybody. Don't worry. No. It's our secret. <laughs> <laughs> so um, ultimately, I like your bag. Um, I... I, I always question why one manufacturer. Um, obviously, the grave rot. I have no clue. I'm assuming that's zombie black zombie, oh, right? Could be. Um, but why all disc mania? More power to you if you want to do it. No problem. But man, you're really limiting yourself to some of the options that are out there um, with 
some of these other that might fit you a little bit better. And when I was first looking at it, I'm going, hey, man, there's a lot of stability in your bag. But being a right-hand, forehand dominant player, probably need a little bit of that stability. So no issues with that. Um, the Tactic, Razor Claw 2 and Razor Claw 3. So I actually bag the exact same. Mm-hmm. So I have a Neo Tactic, a Razor Claw 2, and a Razor Claw 3. There are big differences between those. So, excuse me, I think I bag a Geo. No, I bag a Neo Har. I don't remember what I have. What's the Casey White one? Oh, I don't know. I don't um, remember what that is. Um, XO. XO. I bag oh, okay. an XO Hard. Yeah, so say there's XO Hard, XO Soft. I don't think there's Geo at all. Uh, so the Neo is. That was the first one that they came out. It was like a. It's like hybrid plastic from um, Latitude, kind okay. of. Okay. It's kind of got, you know, it's like champ with a like milky finish. In, in yeah, a bit. yeah. So yeah. that Neo Tactic, if I remember rightly, is very similar to the Meta, which is the Razor Claw 3 that just came out. Fairly similar. I don't think it's its overstable. Okay, pretty straight then. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the Neo Tactic, fairly straight. Razor Claw 3 is probably right in the middle, and the Razor Claw 2 is dumpy, is the way that mm-hmm. I would rake them. As far as the, yeah, so... I don't see an issue with that. Um, the putter, like I said, I can't. I can't really. I mean, obviously, it's not a judge, but, no. but it anyway. is. It is a black zombie disc. I just looked it, it up. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Oh, I was gonna say the only thing I would say about the tactics is like, I kind of like having a softer approach disc. Mm-hmm. So maybe just I don't know. Like, oh, I, to get a little sticky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I like mean, that idea. Yeah, I just like that feel of like, you know, because the Razor Claw two, and. I mean, they just, I think they have that tendency to maybe skip a little. They do. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, just something to stick, like, so it doesn't, you know, roll away or bounce or anything like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even the XO Hard, so that's the, that's the other one that I bag. But it's still got a tacky. But it's, it still has a tacky, less premium plastic. Yes. You know. Yeah. And the grip is better, and it gets beat in. Mine's super straight, super, mm. super straight. Um, well, not super, super straight, but a straight um, yeah. with a finish on it. Um, so we'll get into your fairways. So you had the F, the two FDs, the FD3, yep. the Metal Flake FD3. I haven't thrown one of those, but I'm assuming they're fairly stable. Um, I have an old FD3 that was yeah. a Metal Flake that is crazy stable. Um, and then the Meta Zen and the Essence. The Neo Essences, I love those discs. The Essences are great discs. Yes, they um, are very good. And the Splice and the two Instincts. So the Splice is a... I, that is just a, is it? I mean, it, it's similar stability wise to an FD3. Oh, it's more overstable. Much more? The numbers on it are Firebird like. Okay. But it dumps hard. Like, okay. I, I bought one, <laughs> or I had a, I forgot, some Triumph Series one. And mm-hmm. I threw it, I was like, okay, this is just going to be like Firebird. But I was like, it's almost splice like. When I threw okay. it, I was like, wow, this really... More tilt-like, you mean? Oh, tilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, dang. Like, it won't. It fights to the ground, but not as hard as the tilt. Sure, for sure. sure. Okay. Yeah, so, I yeah, for that, I mean, I'm sure I carry, like... I used to carry a fluid enforcer, things like that. So they're they're specific for shots mm-hmm. um, because there's not much glide in them. There's not much, so... And that's my experience with them. And the Instinct also, I think, is a great flyer. I mean, that is, is, it's a great disc. 
It's a good disc. disc. At Forge Plastic, I'm not familiar with. I know a Forge Plastic in like the only other brand I can think of that does Forge is um, Finish Line. Mm. The Forged Era. That's no, their plastic um, type. Do you do you remember what the black mystery the mystery boxes? Yes. The like we had a blue and I believe green mm-hmm. uh, instincts in those boxes. Mm-hmm. Those were considered forge. Really? Yes, I believe okay. so. It was kind of like the shimmer or glimmer, like metal flake okay. with like kind of chameleonish. Because like almost, like, so it's like meta-ish. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Close. Okay. But yeah, it's just it's. It's just glimmer plastic. It's not the meta, like the okay. chameleon. It's just it's just glimmer. Sure, okay, okay. Yeah. So it's not metal flake. It doesn't have the big metal flake. No. It's metal flake. It's no. just more. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, so fairways, uh, you know, I love what you're doing there. I mean, I love all those discs. Um, you know, I the understability, I think the instinct is probably the least understable one you have in there, which is still a very straight flyer, very stable flyer. The essence. I mean, the essence, excuse me. Yeah, the essence Sorry. is the... Yeah, I would go Essence, Zen, then the... Instinct. Yeah, possibly, and then the new FDs. And then the FDs, yeah. And then, yeah, from there, FD3 splice. Yeah, because Instinct, I can get it to stand up and go straight. The mm-hmm. FDs, if I put them on hyzer, they traditionally stay on hyzer. Yeah. Except for my beat-in one, but, yeah, the the newish one, it's stable. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I like them. So I don't see anything that's a throw and hold line because from what I remember of the essence it still has finish a little bit okay when when I was throwing the neo essence it's pretty understandable so I'd get like quite a bit of turn out of it mm-hmm. but then it would come back pretty decent like almost a little you know f- finish a little further offline than your original line right yeah. okay yeah, because that, and that's kind of what I remember it being too. Is that you could get some turn out of it, get some movement, mm-hmm. um, get that full flight pattern yeah. out of it, and then it would always finish, always finish. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think something in there. But you, you're a forehand player, so I'm assuming that you're probably going to have a little more spin and torque on it than yeah. I would as a right hand backhand. So yeah, maybe that fits in there. That neo or meta essence um, drivers, DD3, Cloudbreaker, Astronaut, and the PDs. Um, DD3 Cloudbreaker, that DD3, the C-Line DD3 is much more stable than the Cloudbreaker. Well, not much more, but it's more stable than the Cloudbreaker. It is, and even the new C-Line DD3s aren't as stable as the old DD3s. Right, yep. And the Cloudbreaker is slightly less stable, um, the Mm S-Line, and I'm assuming this is the two or, I mean, the three. That's that's the one that just came out. Was a three? Just the no. There's a three, and then this is just the regular Cloudbreaker that just oh, released the, yeah, like the, two or three weeks ago. That's right. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think I've, I'm guessing just from the name. That's what it is because mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. no number after it. But did we get those in the shop? Yep. I bought two from the shop. Do we still have some? You might. Oh my goodness! I was over at the Dismania area all day, like for a good portion of the day today, just kind of organizing stuff. Uh-huh. I don't remember seeing the cloud. It's just like an Eagle head a little <gasps> bit on the disc. Um, I think we're sold out. Okay. I think we are, but okay. Anyways, for some reason I just like completely. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Um, yeah. So I, an astronaut, I have thrown the astronaut is the one that's a neg two. Correct. Yep. Okay. So the astronaut I've thrown, I like it. I had a yellow one. 
an old 18 mm. at, I used to play the big sky. Yeah. And it had finish to it, but it wasn't dumpy. Okay. And so it was still understable. You could still work it, but it would always come out of a, because I used to play these big sky annies. Yeah. And it would always kind of flatten out and come out of it. So um, it was, I liked the disc. I'm sure you use that as your turnover. I would guess so. I I threw it a couple of times. And I wasn't a big fan. There was just something about the feel of it that I didn't like compared to like a DD3 that I was normal. I would just rather throw a beaten like lighter weight DD3 than an astronaut. Mm-hmm. But that's just feel for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that is hand feel because the astronaut is domey. It is. It's super yep. domey. Um, and then the Sea line PDs, I, I really couldn't say anything about it because I don't throw PDs. I can, mm. I've never have been able to throw PDs. Um, but then again, I guess the only the enforcer is the line that I would say is closest to the PD. Like and a I Thunderbird? Just, I you think. think a PD is not more stable than a Thunderbird? Oh, no, it is a little slightly. It's oh. a little faster, but I think they're in the same realm. Huh. See, I always put them like enforcer and PD. Okay. Side I by think side. an enforcer is way more overstable than a PD. Okay. Well, maybe to me it is. I maybe I've always because I, I had a PD two that I couldn't even throw, and then I had a PD two which was the first run chaos, which were the S line yeah. PDs, PD twos, and it was flippy flippy, like oh really crazy flippy. Yeah, I I have it downstairs. Huh. It's incredible. Okay. It's it actually makes me kind of feel good because I grab the PD and I'm like, yeah, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> like turn over a PD. Like seriously, nobody does that. Mm-hmm. No, it's just because the PD's broken. Uh, PD two's broken. And I always thought the PD was just below that instability. The PD two. Yeah, PD is just below a PD two yeah. in terms of stability. Yeah. So yeah, but I I don't have much complaints. I think the biggest thing that I see is why one manufacturer. I mean, if that's what your heart desires, that's awesome. But why? You know, there's yeah. so many different discs out there. Just I, I have to say this. It's kind of broken record. Like, you're, I think you're hurting yourself by not experiencing other discs mm-hmm. out there. Um, and then, uh, you know, your mids, like, you're going to add that MD1 in there. But you're really wide rim heavy. And maybe that's a feel thing being a forehand player. Could be. And I think that's completely fine. And your approach discs, I think you got a good good stack there of approach discs so you know your overstable approach discs so um yeah outside of that i i don't have any huge complaints you have anything to say about him i'd be curious if he tried any disc mania putters like obviously there's mm-hmm. you know just be, um i was looking at this black zombie disc and it's said it was three five zero one so super glidey mm-hmm. i don't think any disc i don't think there's a disc mania putter that's really maker. that glidey Okay. I think the Rainmaker is at exact numbers. Isn't is it? it? The 3501? Or is it 3401? Could be 34. Okay. I know yeah. it was like, it's maybe a shallower P2. Slightly well, the, shallower. The Link is similar. Yeah, the Link. The Link is Link similar. Might be a little to that. more. Yeah. Or Shogun, maybe. I don't remember the Shogun's, Shogun's I think, 2401. Dempsey has one at okay. home, but I think it's beaded as well. I don't know if this is beaded or not, but yeah, yeah. I'd just be curious, if, like, if he tried to go all, but he's like moving. What the yeah, what the situation? Yeah, is. Yeah, just kind of moving through and yeah. But it, and I know he says his consistency, um, constantly shifting his bag, is plastic. So, you know, I would say stay with this. You know, keep running them, and then, you know, once you feel that like there's just one that you're not taking out of your bag, like yeah. go play around. And what I've done before. 
as I played around and you always put your disc in one certain direction, flip that disc around, mm. you know, so it's going a different direction. Yeah. And the ones you haven't flipped around, get back and then really assess whether you need them in the, in the bag sure. or not. Maybe go play two different courses so you know which ones you're playing with and which ones you're not. And then those are the ones you start with trying to supplement and trying mm-hmm. to find new brands and new, and that'll kind of stop that shifting because your consistency will come with the discs that you throw. Because a lot of times I'm out on a course and maybe I have 25 discs in my bag or 27 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And maybe I use eight or nine of them. Right. You'll throw some situationally. At most. Yeah. Yeah. And really, I lean on probably three of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. and the eight or nine include my putters and my upshot yeah. discs yeah. and those utility, like get out of jail discs, you know. So, right. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, you know, I know he says he throws the splice. I like the mutant. Like, the mutant to me is almost like a justice mm-hmm. just to have that. Like, that's like my get out of jail for you card almost. Mm, sure. That mutant. I still have justice too, but. Yeah, um, but the mutant. There's a hand feel. Where, there's a weird hand oh, yeah, feel there with is. mutant. There is. You got to get used to it. It is. Yeah, and then oh, I was just thinking of something else. Dang it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, all good. Yeah. But Kevin, we appreciate it very much. Um, thank you very much. And if you send us your socials and you want to be shouted out, we'll get you on the next episode. But then that, thank you for sending that in, and. Um, how about this? If we do not receive enough random questions, good ones, we'll throw one of the discs your way. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, Kevin. Appreciate it very much. Oh, and, I know what I was gonna and say. it's not a Discmania disc. No. It's so. not. No, I, was, I know what I was going to say. Um, I know you are want to get away from disc or Innova, you said. Mm-hmm. But I really think you owe it to yourself to try an original FD. Oh, True. Yes. Like, compare to the new ones, if you're looking for a straight mm-hmm. fire, like, that's just straight, like, not hard finish, Yeah, try to find an original FD. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we, we preach about that, but yeah. it's true. There is no discs. Well, the Hawkeye. Yeah. <laughs> and they just released the Champ. I haven't seen, I haven't thrown the Champ version. Oh, yeah. I wonder if it's going to be true to an original FD. Mm, I don't know. Um, but I, I think... I promote that. I, I'm a right with you. But, man, they're hard to find now, yeah. and they're getting more and more expensive by the day. Yeah, uh, so that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, I'm glad I have a little stockpile of them. But even the Lariat right now is kind of pushing FDs yeah. out of my bag. I was going to say, uh, if you want to get close to an FD, you could try an Infinite Discs uh, Centurion. Mm-hmm. They're close. Mm-hmm. And they just came out with uh, Halo. Halo. Yeah. yeah. They look good. They, they do. look good. Um, yeah. So yeah, give them a try. And even the Lariat. I mean, the Lariat is yeah, something that in the Alpha plastic is fairly torque resistant. Mm-hmm. The Bravo, which is a stiffer plastic, is a little more flippy, but still pretty good. Yeah. So if you want to step outside the box and look at some fairways, because it looks like you really like fairways, I think some of those are the ones that you should look at. Um, yes, definitely try to get your hands on an original FD, but it's going to be expensive. It is. Yeah, that's the only thing. <laughs> so. All right, Kevin, appreciate it very much. Um, and then we will get on to the random question. So this random question made me laugh. Um, and only because it was just so, like, random out of the blue. So here we go. It is from Jordan. This is what he said. Oh, sorry. i got to get back to it. It says, <laughs> um, <laughs> I said, hey, do you have a question for tonight? And he said, yeah. What would be the coolest way to die? Question mark. 
And I'm like, okay. He says, uh, not how do you hope to die, but what would be super cool? And I said, all right, Jordan, do you need me to come over so you're not alone? <laughs> and he said, no, no, no. His girlfriend and his dogs, they're all good. <laughs> and he laughed. And he says, no, I'm thinking like being like in a mass shooter scenario and jumping in front of a pregnant human and shielding, like shield style and saving her and her baby by taking the bullet. He goes, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there you go. That was yours. And I think it's, I think it's funny because it's so admirable, you know, and I think he truly would, yeah. you know, from what I know of him. And you never know in those situations, maybe he would like crawl up and, you know, like a <laughs> baby in the corner and yeah. someone would have to jump in front of him. But, um, yeah, I, I, I could see him doing this and doing the whole like, Oh, uh, and then takes the bullets. He's like, that was awesome. As he dies. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So for me, I think if I were to die, I would want to, like the way that people are going to talk, right? Like ninja stars. Oh. I, I don't know why. I just feel like. Ninja stars. <laughs> yeah, like. I don't know. I like, yeah, just ninja stars. Like, mm. who dies by ninja stars? Yeah. Right? Right. <laughs> Had to be some sort of like spy or secret agent or something. Then I mm -hmm. got killed by ninjas. Yeah. So there you go. Chest buster, Ch alien style. Just. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Well, incredibly painful for me, but yeah. people will be like. Are we talking like true chest buster style, like aliens, or are we talking space balls chest buster style? No, like aliens. And, okay. But like, yeah, like. See it moving around, mm -hmm, everything, mm -hmm. but just, yeah, you'd, hopefully I'd just go instantly after that. I have to say, this feels like a very traumatic thing for yeah. people around you. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, would be. Yeah, so heartless. <laughs> well, you would be after that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or what if you were, like, what if you were picked out of an audience to, like, do something? And they're like, hey, go get this put this apple on your head and like, let me shoot an arrow at you. <laughs> and it just like hits you straight. In the <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I would like that. I don't either. I, like, like the spinning board with knives. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'd like that. Yeah. Mm. I, that's not something that's on my priority list of things to do. Mm -mm. Like it was hard for me. I got hypnotized once or I got brought up on stage to be hypnotized. Yeah. Once. Hated it. Oh, okay. It was horrible. Like, and I didn't get hypnotized. I was one of the guys that they like threw away, like, go back to your seat. Like, whatever, oh, man. man. Big phony. Getting hypnotized is almost equivalent to like a full night's sleep. I've, I've heard that too. Yeah. I've heard that too. I, I've, I've never been, I've only, only ever once was that one situation. Mm -hmm. I've never been. And um, I remember sitting in an audience and there were people like around us getting hypnotized. Yeah. Like, I've had that crazy. happen. Yeah. To you? No, but oh, people in the around. audience. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's, I, I guess there's like, there has to be a willingness to be hypnotized. Mm. So should we try it on air right now? Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so Idio Shoes, we've talked about it. We talked about it with Bobby. Yeah. We got them. We got them. We got them. They must have heard our cries. Yeah. <laughs> Because I don't know how long. I mean, maybe it was almost two years. That yeah. year and a half, two years that I, I donate or whatever. I don't even remember when. It was a long time ago. It was that's all a long I know. Time. Um, Pretty 
right around the pandemic. So yeah, two years. Yeah, I think that was about the same time I did it too. I was sitting here with nothing else to do and I was spending money. Yeah. <laughs> not knowing if I'd go back to work or not. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got that. And then Discraft Athena's. So by the time you hear this, probably sold out, but um, they should be in tomorrow. Um, so we'll put them up on the site as soon as they come in. And um, plus, it'll be the Color Glow buzzes, the mm. the Halloween ones. Oh, cool. And then there's a couple other ones that are coming in too, but I know for sure those two are coming in, so those are usually hot sellers. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye out on the site, doordis.com. And then um, just keep an eye on the site itself because we're slowly optimizing the site and making sure everything's there and bringing more stuff to the feature page. Like as they get plugged in, they go straight onto the feature page. So our newest stuff, hopefully we'll be going to the feature page now. And if it's not all figured out at one point (laughs) (laughs) and then, uh, but I think outside of that, um, you know, what's next peace. No, 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 no. We have one more thing. Peace out? No. <laughs> oh. Oh, I, speaking of, I have to apologize. I cannot stack discounts. So I offered 5% and free shipping. Oh, that's right. With the last Yeah, the last, last one. code. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, you can't have it. So the code is still there. You got to listen to the last episode to get it. But it is just free shipping now. But hey, free shipping, that's pretty awesome. It so is. that's on any amount that you want. And, uh, for this week, JP, OnlyFans? This week? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, we're, try, we're, try, we're trying to get the exclusive before the first of the, before our one year anniversary. Um, By the way, is January 7th. Mm hmm. So I hope That's, you have. <laughs> oh, I've got loads of content oh. coming. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't put it that way on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Loads of content. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> That's gross, by the way. <laughs> this is a family-friendly show. I know. Man. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But with all that said, <laughs> keep us up bar. Peace.